Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is Chris Sanborn, who is the visionary behind Alive Water and the Find a Spring Foundation. Hi. Aloha. So excited to have you on. I am a big fan of your water, and um, actually, I used to use Find a Spring um, when I lived in Bend, Oregon years ago, and I loved it so much. And so it's wonderful to know that you're behind that. Cool. Yeah. I um, I didn't found the site. It was founded by Daniel Vitalis and Layla Anderson about a decade ago, but um, about two years ago, we decided to take on the project to give it some much needed improvements and update everything. And yeah, it's it's really exciting to see how far it's come along and uh, how great of a resource it is for so many people. So I'm happy to hear that it's uh, it's been uh, useful for you. Yeah, I I I'm really curious just how you found yourself like diving deep into just how important water is and, you know, going and finding spring water and then going on to create an entire company around it. I mean, being in Hawaii and then running the a delivery water delivery company. I mean, that's, there are a lot of logistics that go on behind that. So I'm curious about all of it, but first I really want to talk about just water in general and how you um, started to connect with like spring water. And when was that? Cool. Yeah, so probably seven years ago, I realized that all spring water, like even um, 99.9% of what you get in the store is processed for shelf stability so that like water can sit in in containers um, in hot warehouses or hot trucks and and not go bad, not turn green or or taste weird. And in my pursuit of health and life, I really seek the best and knowing that uh, for my health, especially that that I'm getting the, the highest quality is really important for me. And so when I realized that, found Find a Spring, and I used it to find some springs near my where I was living in Los Angeles. There's quite a few. They're all pretty far drive, though, but I figured it, it would be worth it to try it out. And the spring that I found was it at Big Bear Mountain. Oh, wow. Yeah, so about three hours from where I was living in. Yeah, quite a drive. I'm in Newport Beach, so I know uh, that drive. (laughs) Beautiful up there, though. Yeah. That's one thing about going to Springs is it's always, most of the time, it's a a great opportunity to to be in nature and, and really connect with water. You know, that's the... That's the cool thing about drinking spring water, I think, is it's not just a lot of times it's it's not just something that you you do because it it seems like it it feels good. it's it's like you really you really is impactful and you can really feel it. 
And, you know, in the case of gathering your own water, you get to, to really see that whole process and how it happens in nature and, and how our ancestors have drank and thrived for 99.9% of our existence. And so, yeah, when I went to Big Bear to check out this spring, I immediately just, I felt so different after drinking it. It was just, for me, it was, it was really profound. It was just like a, a sense of, of peacefulness and um, the water kind of just spoke to me in a way. And so, you know, I decided for me that that was, that was it for the rest of my life. I only wanted to drink living water that still had the, the healthy microbes and probiotics and all these things that most people don't realize are in unprocessed spring water. And I decided to share some with one of my neighbors at the time because she had a mineral deficiency and wasn't able to breastfeed. And she was able to actually, after a few days of drinking the spring water, since um, the water has all those minerals that our bodies need. And it was that was really the the catalyst for me that that I needed to share it with uh, as many people as possible. Wow, what an incredible story that it helped her give her child the nourishment that it needs. And, and yeah, so I think kind of going back to, well, I, first off, I had no idea, actually, um, about the spring water, like, you know, I don't want to throw um, brands under the bus, but like, so Mountain Valley or Castle Rock, like those are also processed. Yeah, good question. So what happens is, it's a combination of or or one or the other sometimes the two ways that they do it is one is with ultraviolet light yeah uh the other way is with ozone and yeah so basically it's just sterilizing it and like i mentioned just kind of killing all of all of those microbes so that um so that it can sit around in shelves and, and um, you know, they don't have to worry about it. So spring water or your spring water is naturally, I mean, not just yours, but yours and spring water straight from a spring that someone would go find is filtered naturally through the earth's elements, right? So that's then how we get all the minerals that we need, which many people, like you mentioned, are deficient in because of our food supply being so deficient because our soil is deficient, especially because even if it's organic, like, you know, they're using so many pesticides. But so that's amazing that you can get that back in your water. But so I'm curious um, from someone who's now been in this industry and this space for a while, like I think one of the barriers to entry to like, I think one of the most incredible things, like you mentioned, is connecting back with the earth and the water and going to the source and how powerful it is. Like that first time that you fill up <laughs> from straight from the spring is so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I also think most people, because we've been so conditioned to like think that there are there's bacteria and viruses that are bad for us and everything. So 
tell us a little bit about that in terms of like how to be safe, right? When you're drinking from a spring or things to look out for, or, um, you know, cause obviously you had to then go on when you started your company, like you wanted to source the best. And so what was like the criteria that you had that you kind of looked for? That, like, is sure. a, that is a great question. So yeah, you know, there's so many springs out there. And of course, there's a lot that are are contaminated, unfortunately, just in the industrial, post-industrial era that we live in. And one of the things that we definitely advocate is testing for your spring. Um, if you find a good spring, you can, um, you can go and find a spring. And we actually have di- um, discounted water tests. So that's something that's really helpful. And then, you know, you can post the results on the, on the finest spring for, for your, everyone to see. That being said, you know, I've, I've drinking from so many springs without testing it. It has a lot to do with what is, what is above the spring. In most instances, you know, you can, you can put, put things together to realize, oh, wow, if this is a pretty pristine area and it's coming straight out of the rock and it's, and it's um, been filtered through the earth, in most cases, that water is, is just fine to drink. And I've, I've done that many times just on, on paths, you know, without actually testing it. I don't know that I would recommend that for everyone. You know, we all have different digestive systems or, or levels of sensitivities to, to certain things. But that being said, there's also obviously quite a difference in quality from spring to spring. So when I was sourcing water for alive water, we one of our criteria that we wanted to make sure was there was um, that there was no radioactive fallout you know, that's even, even in the air we're breathing. So it's, and, you know, in the ocean and all the soil, it's, it's not, you know, anything that's like absolutely horrible for us, but there are these, these really special rare springs that actually have never been on the surface of the earth before. And what I believe is a primary water source, and there's lots of scientific evidence to back this up, and what that means is this water is actually created in the Earth's crust. There's a, a chemical process. So it's, it's really this beautiful water that's just so pure and almost like cleansing the whole Earth um, from some of those radioactive isotopes. And those, those springs are pretty rare, but I... Um, I did find one in Central Oregon in the desert, actually, and it also was naturally alkaline, um, had a had a really great mineral profile and taste profile. And for minerals, you know, there's a lot of springs like um, Mountain Valley Spring Water, for example, where if you boil that water, it'll turn your kettle like it'll calcify it and, and it'll turn white inside the kettle. Or like even uh, if you have it on a dispenser, the spigot will start to like develop this um, like white 
crustiness on it. And yeah, I've had that experience. Definitely. Yeah. And so it's, there's too much calcium, like you want a little bit of calcium, but too much can, can definitely be a bad thing. So Opal Springs just had this perfect balance of magnesium, potassium, a little bit of silica, a little bit of um, calcium. And then it also had lots of silica, which is this really cool mineral that's almost like mini crystals in the water. And it's um, something that is not found very often in food. So to have a, a source that is just so pure, no industrial age contamination whatsoever, and um, all of those perfect uh, levels just really felt like a, a clear yes. Hey everyone, I wanna tell you about a brand of shoes that my husband wears religiously called Sabas. They're the only shoes he wears. And back in 2016, when we got married, we were actually the first wedding to have all of our groomsmen wear Sabas. Sabas, spelled S-A-B-A-H, means morning in Turkish. And every pair is handcrafted at the Saba workshop in Gaziantep, Turkey, and initialed by the maker. Saba shoes use all natural ingredients in the tanning process. No cheap synthetics and no paint, which is what I love about it. I love knowing that my husband... And I have Sabas too. I love knowing that we're using shoes that are good for us because if you think about it, think about reflexology, think about all the different things that we can absorb through our feet. We talk about earthing, you take in so much from your feet. So you wanna make sure that what you're putting on them is not toxic. The quality is reflected first and foremost in the color and feel of the leather and mostly proven in how they age their longevity and ability to be restored and refreshed. One pair of Saba shoes should last you many years with the right care and attention. And although my husband has like 20 plus pairs and is just absolutely obsessed with it. And that's another thing that we love about it because when you spot other people in public wearing them, it feels like you're both in on the same little secret. And that's actually how the brand was founded. Mickey Ashmore, aka the Saba dealer, the founder, started Saba in 2013 out of his East Village apartment, hosting friends and friends of friends for Turkish coffees and shoe fittings. Since then, Saba has expanded, but the hospitality and personal touch remains the same. So if you're interested in giving them a try, I recommend visiting one of their five Saba house locations in New York, Amagansett, San Francisco, Dallas, or London, or shop online at www.saba.am. Be sure to enter code THEFULLEST in all caps at checkout for complimentary shipping on your order of $75 or more. Saba offers free returns and exchanges and are readily available to assist with any sizing questions. So check them out. We love them. They have slip-ons as well. They have glasses. They have all sorts of other fun things like backgammon and cool bags. And we're just really excited to share about them with you. That's so amazing. I I love that that's why you chose that. And I I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, there's constant, even like with geoengineering and all the everything going on, like it's even more important to find something like what you mentioned, like below the surface essentially. But 
I'm curious. I've definitely, like when I first started, like I would just go in Oregon um, and bend. I The spring I found, I swear, like I got a parasite from it. Oh, wow. Journey of getting rid of parasites. But, you know, it could have also been from like a lifelong you know, different lifestyle that I led at the time before I found raw foods and stuff like that, that I had gotten into afterwards. But I am curious. I love your water. I mean, we get it delivered to our office. We, we, I want to consume it as much as possible in every aspect of my life, but I obviously can't in terms of like bathing myself and my son and everyone in it. So what do you use when you're bathing? Good question. Uh, this this is a difficult question. I <laughs> I have bought so many different shower filters, and actually paid money to have the water tested before and after. It's like you know, I want to actually test this and and see what it's see the efficacy. See, you know, I'd love to have something to to offer for people uh, for guidance because this is a question that comes up a lot and in some cases i would i would (laughs) test the water tap water just in los angeles before the shower filter and after sometimes it would be worse after testing it in the shower filter wow yeah i guess because it like can concentrate some of that stuff so I, you know, I haven't found anything that's, that's been great for that. Um, I do use a shower filter and I kind of just, you know, at least know the fact that it, it, it gets out some of the chlorine, which is great. But unfortunately, there's these things um, that they're putting in the public water supply, like fluoride, that are just really hard to get out. And, you know, I think that's one of those things that I know that's one of the one of the things that a lot of people are working on right now is is getting fluoride out of the water. And it's it is happening. There's municipalities more and more that are realizing it's actually really detrimental for people's health. But for now, I I wish I had a better recommendation for that. But I uh, I really don't. Have you heard of Christine Hydro? I have, yeah, and I have some friends that um, that really recommend their filters. I haven't actually um, done a lab test on there, so I can't I can't speak yeah. to to the effectiveness of theirs. Is that what you use? I have like a whole house filter, and then I have that for just like you know washing. Um, I have that under my sink, like the pristine hydro one, just for washing our lettuces and stuff like that. Um, and then Good for I, you. That, you know, that really is the solution to have the whole house water filter. And, it, mm-hmm. and that totally works. And I think, you know, a lot of people probably might not get the value in that investment, but it, it is totally worth it if you know you know obviously if you're a homeowner or if you know you're going to be in a house for a long time and maybe you can convince the property owner to make that worthwhile investment i'm curious um what system you have and what what the cost was for that i know i don't even remember the name i like called because i live in orange county so 
I'm familiar with Christine Hydro and I, I really love them and I think they're doing a great job, but at the end of the day, it's still filtered water, you know, which is why I, I like you want the best. And I think yours is the best. And I also think that for doing daily things, it's good to have the other option as well on top of it. And so they had recommended a company down in San Diego and it was probably like five or 6,000 for the house. And then, and then you do theirs under the sink and then, um, yeah, but, um, that's so reasonable when you, when you yeah. think about it, like, oh, for sure. Know, I mean, chlorine just dries out your skin. Yeah. I've saved so much. Well, I used to also just like only do bottled water. Um, if I were to drink it too. So like, even with your service, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, it, really does save so much. And I don't think that people really sit down to think about it. Also, it's an upfront cost for most people rather than just like a daily cost, you know, like getting your paycheck and buying that versus, you know, spending a significant chunk at the front. But I think if it's something someone can do or save up to do, I I highly recommend it. But going back to your water... I had like a few questions because like, for example, mine, I, in our office, like we have a lot of light in our office. And so it turns the glass green, but my, I have some friends who had never experienced that with your water ever. And so I'm curious, like you mentioned it's alive. So obviously that's like why the other brands don't turn green or whatever. And yours would. So I'm curious how, like what you recommend with that and yeah, what to just kind of be aware of. Good question. So light is definitely the biggest catalyst for, for growth. We, we actually recently started making a, uh, a sleeve, an organic cotton sleeve that goes over the jug and dispenser together. So it, it keeps it completely dark. Oh, interesting. But I love the gla- the design on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's tough. So that it just is because it's essentially activating it because of all the... So you're saying the light is what's activating what's in the water. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you think about night, like a really fine wine or, or fine water, it's it's like where does, how does it like to be stored, you know, in a cool, dark place? Yeah. Um, Or like you, you know, if you're even storing a a nice piece of organic fruit, it's kind of the same, same thing. And, you know, it is difficult. Like ideally every home would just have like a, a fridge just for spring water and, you know, maybe one day, but I think, it really helps if you can at least keep the jugs that you're that aren't on the dispenser, you know, keep those as dark as possible. Try and keep them in a cooler part of your house if possible. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. That's good. And then the other thing that really helps is to just wash out the, the, the dispenser like once or twice a month. That will really help a lot as well. Yeah. We like just got a tip somewhere um like to wash it out with like even food grade hydrogen peroxide sometimes and i don't know what you think about that obviously because it's not that's actually a, a great 
idea that I've never heard, but I, you know, I live in Hawaii and the, the mold here is just, um, like it's the jungle. Um, so yeah, so it's, it mold is just so prevalent here and, and it's, it's almost inevitable. And what, uh, I like to use to kill it is I just hydrogen peroxide and, and water diluted and you know i think hydrogen peroxide is also potentially you people use it like in even in hot tubs because it's um it's so natural and um so effective that's a good tip what island are you on i'm on Kauai. oh beautiful i love it there the other question i had was in terms of your water like Okay, well, just, okay, spring water in general. Let's talk about the fact that if the world were to end, no, I'm kidding, but like, you know how just with everything going on with COVID and stuff and like our audience, I think, is um, just sees for the most part things in a very different perspective than mainstream media. But I also think that that means that our minds can tend to go to like, okay, we need land, we need our own food source, we need our own water source, we need our own everything. Yeah. And so when you get to that place that I often get to. I, I'm curious, like, what is the deal? Is this water gonna always be there? I mean, what's the difference between these water sort? Like, are the are springs drying up? Have you? Can you tell us a little bit about that? For most springs, I would say the biggest threat is land development and just pollution in general. You know, and you think about the hydrological cycle, everything that goes into rivers and streams and the ocean, it all evaporates and then it and then it gets turned into rain and then it and then it goes back uh, into the soil and then comes out as a spring. And in most instances, you know, if it's not a primary water source, thankfully the earth is really great at, at filtering out a lot of this toxic stuff. But, you know, it's interesting because then there's also the other facet of water, water tables, like the big growing region in central California in the desert out there, I think I've heard something that it's like it's shrinking like six inches to a foot every year because they're just pumping so much water out to feed all of these crops. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's an issue as well. We're really just doing things more on a on a local level if you can, growing your own food or supporting supporting farmers um, from farmers markets and and just food that's not depleting the the water tables and like you said not depleting the soils because even organic food a lot of times is still ha- really toxic you know I'm I'm always so impressed with companies like Patagonia who are taking it a step further and saying you know what we're not just gonna support organic we need to go a step above and we need to support regenerative uh farming like yeah. actually building back the topsoil and thinking about all of these ways that we can 
utilize soil and put it back better than we found it. I love that too. I think that Patagonia definitely has like set the bar so high for a company that large, right? I mean, it's incredible for how big they are, what they're able to accomplish and set their goals at. But yeah, now they have the uh, Patagonia provisions. Yeah, I've seen that, which is super cool. Yeah. How, okay, what, this might be a really dumb question, but I am, what's the difference between like well water and spring water? Oh no, that's a great question. You know, it's a lot of it has to do with where it exits from the earth. Um, there's some, there's a lot of wells out there that are way higher quality than certain springs. Oh, okay. And it it has a lot to do with the geography of a landscape. You know, that being said, I think there's there is something really kind of magical about uh, a spring that's been used for hundreds or thousands of years and that is just naturally offering itself um, in this through this portal. You know, I yeah. think there's, there's something energetic about that. And, you know, it doesn't require any pumping or energy. That yeah, being it's like said, pours out, like continuously pouring out. Yeah, like the spring in um, that we use for California, for example, uh, our California deliveries, the spring in Oregon, it flows out 108,000 gallons per minute. Wow. Um, constant, same flow rate, same temperature, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, something like that is is just really dependable. And it also just gives me hope that the earth has this kind of this cleansing cycle. Yeah. How old is the water? So this is where, where it gets interesting because a lot of people will say, okay, we tested it. There's no radioactive isotopes. So this water must be over a hundred years old. I don't think that's true. I think, like I said, I think it's a primary water source where there's a reaction that happens in the Earth's crust where hydrogen meets oxygen. And if you go to our our website, alivewaters.com, and you look at media and you go to the the very last video, you can can see some of this this information. And and also the Primary Water Institute is another place you can look. You can see some of the the facts that back this up. So I think it's, it's just created fresh it's it's water that's never never even been in existence it's just part of this the earth's constant um beauty is that it it can create its own water wow that's really cool i need to look into the um what did you say primary water yeah the primary water institute institute okay that sounds amazing so then okay in that sense when you look at spring water versus well water this type of spring water like you're saying is constantly being created always being it's not like you have to suck it out of the earth it's always being offered to us essentially overflowing versus if someone buys a property and there's a well 
I don't even know how that works. Like I've never experienced like drinking from a, I don't, you know, I guess that their water is just for their house is just hooked up to a well, probably. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of homes in the United States that do just drink straight from their well and they've got great wells. You know, a lot of these aquifers are better than others. Some of these, some of these wells definitely have some of the things that aren't optimal, um, like high calcium or even arsenic, you know, arsenic can flow out, flow down and get into these water tables from some of the toxic farming practices. Yeah. Um, so it just has a lot to do with your, the geography of your land. How, how deep is your well? Is it a stagnant aquifer? Is it a moving aquifer? Um, so it really just, just varies uh, d- and depending on um, where you live. So that makes sense because I'm always like uh, my husband, his grandmother lives on Vashon Island off of the coast of Washington. And she has oh, a- I love it out there. It's so yeah. beautiful. Well, she like lives in Hawaii half the year, like up in Kula. And then oh, yeah, cool. I've lived up there before. Yeah, she has like a great setup. But anyways, she's she's like, oh, our well water is bad or whatever. And I'm like, how is that possible? Is this like, is it that people are afraid of this? Or is it that, you know, it's just, you know, a waste or something that you can't access or can't clean up? But is this her well in Washington? Yeah, her well in Washington. Interesting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know without seeing seeing yeah. the water report. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think water is just such an important conversation for everybody, obviously, not just because, you know, we're made up of so much, but yeah, we require so much and I think it's the basis of our health and well being and while we all go and buy so many different supplements and try and I mean the whole like industry is, you know, trying to target people with weight loss and all these things and different probiotics. Yeah. And it's just as simple as, okay, get it, get the minerals, get the get everything that you need from the right source. And then that way you're saving money from all the supplements and just getting it from the earth, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's, so yeah. and, but, okay. So I know we're probably running out of a time, but in terms of like going from where you started to finding a source, which already in and of itself, I think is really difficult but for someone who's determined like you obviously you want the best you found it but then like logistically starting a company around it is a huge deal and so I really want to take the time to say thank you and appreciate what you've done because I think it's you know you don't have to share it with people obviously it's a great way to have a career that is fulfilling I'm sure But like, how do you, you know, fill up the water essentially logistically, like you have these glass bottles, you have, you know, a special design on them, obviously, because we know that I know a lot of, I don't know necessarily, I'm blanking on the name, like what it's called, but the, can you tell us a little bit, I guess, about the design? Yeah. The flower of life design. Yeah. Yeah. And why? 
and how water absorbs that energy. Yeah. So when we started, you know, obviously we wanted to go with reusable glass. Um, even BPA free plastic is still toxic. You know, they just changed the, they just substituted the BPA for something that's even worse. And, but, oh, hey, we can say it's BPA free now. Yeah. Um, and it's just not the vibe, you know, you can taste plastic in water when it's been sitting for a while and um, it's just not, not quite as aesthetically beautiful. So reusable glass was definitely like a no brainer for us. Um, and at the time, really all there was, was five gallon glass jugs or three gallon glass jugs. And they just weren't even that nice to look at. They kind of just most, you know, just have kind of grids on the on the sides, just cross patterns. Also, you know, five gallon, a five gallon glass jug of water is is heavy, not even for for women, but for a lot of men. I mean, it's just very cumbersome and, and dangerous. So we decided, you know, let's let's make um a nice compact jug that's easy for men and women to manage. Um, and let's put a beautiful design on the edge. Why not? Let's make it look really beautiful. So that was kind of my motivation for, for adding that design on it. And I think, you know, the cool thing about the flower of life is it's found in so many natural systems because it's kind of how nature just harmonizes and structures itself so yeah it's been a lot of fun designing the glass and we've actually just upgraded this is um you're getting the exclusive here Uh, (laughs) we're we're actually um gonna be manufacturing all of our glass in italy now and wow uh, yeah so you know taking it to that next level of just quality and also ensuring that there's fair wages paid and and supporting um supporting a country that's that's doing good things and and been making glass for a long time right yeah Uh, i'm really excited about that in terms of the packaging but it's just as i know because i have a lot of different products that we sell on our website that we formulated and and there's just so many logistics when it comes to it. And with your water, I'm curious, did you like, is it, how is it transported? Good question. So basically what happens is at the spring, it goes to a big stainless steel uh, tank. Mm -hmm. And then through after that, it gets piped directly to our bottling facility and they triple uh, wash, triple rinse the jugs, and then they get filled, they get capped, and then it goes into refrigerated trucks and then um, all the way to refrigerated storage so that it stays really fresh. And uh, then we deliver it to our customers typically within a week of after it was bottled. And then of course, you know, we um, get the empties once we drop off the full ones and then they go back to get filled again. Wow. That's amazing. So 
did you have to like convince a company to help you or like be on board with doing this? Yeah. Yeah, definitely takes a little bit of convincing, you know. Most people don't bottle in glass and and um most people aren't aren't used to doing things business um and filling water the way that that we do. Yeah. Um, I mean, like just getting it from I mean, is that typical like how other spring water companies like they just go to the spring and then they fill up like in the the same way that you do obviously i'm sure transportation and all that stuff is different and then obviously you're not doing the um sanitization that's killing the water but in terms of like just pull like you just pull up to a spring with a huge <laughs> with a huge um truck is that how it works? I'm just so curious. I, I th- find it so fascinating. Yeah. So a lot of spring water companies are actually just sourcing the water from a well. There's actually a law if, if the well is similar water profile as a spring, they can just source it from, you know, they can just pump it up and, and say, oh, yeah, it's spring water. Um, well, the companies that are actually sourcing the spring water, you know, it's it typically just goes to um, ideally will just flow into a, a collection um, tank, stainless steel, preferably. And, and, you know, something hopefully it doesn't sit in there for very long. And then and then, yeah, just it goes directly into the machine um you know when i started the company it it definitely wasn't that way i uh yeah. <laughs> i started by just just driving up to big bear and filling about 125 gallon glass jugs at a time just filling them all by hand oh my gosh you've come such a long way <laughs> yeah we have well i really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us and and I'm so happy to be someone who essentially is like benefiting from your curiosity and your attention and and love for wanting to have the best for yourself and for everyone else. And I love your water. I'm always just so excited to use it. And so is everyone else that comes around um, in our office space or in our homes. And I think that that energy in and of itself is you know, just such a great vibe to be around. So thank you for your offering and and educating us around water, because I think, you know, it's, there's just so much information out there. And unfortunately, just like Google search isn't really going to say much other than scare people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so true. Um, So yeah, I appreciate you doing, doing this podcast and and digging uh, deeper in, into these things to to give people the the truth and help them be them best their best selves.